Do you think outside of the box? Let your ideas become a reality with an Under the Sun Inserts custom grill insert for Jeep Wranglers. They work closely with each customer until a final draft is approved. Then your one-of-a-kind high-grade aluminum insert is made by hand right here in the USA. Want to learn more? Head to underthesuninserts.com. Episode 275, April 6th, 2017. This week's show opens with the latest sales report for Jeep and FCA. We'll also hear about a crazy prank involving a Jeep and some duct tape. And I'll be talking about the benefits of professional off-road driving training. We've got a couple of voicemails to play. We'll pick on Josh a little bit, hear from Nikki G, and we finally announce the winner of the Jamit giveaway. We'll talk a little bit about transfer cases, get into some do's and don'ts about trail etiquette, and I'll teach you how you can fix a bent tie rod while out on the trail. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler, Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back, strap in, and Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Well, Jeep struggles with its seventh straight month of loss. Fiat Chrysler's U.S. sales declined for a seventh consecutive month in March, dropping 4.6% despite sales gains from Ram and Dodge. FCA U.S. said its retail sales declined 1% in March compared with the previous year's restated sales total. Dodge posted the largest increase for the month, rising 9.7% on a doubling of sales of the journey, as well as double-digit gains from the Challenger and and Grand Caravan. Apparently, you people are spitting out too many kids and have to buy minivans and not four-door Wranglers. Well, Ram sales rose by 6.1% in March on a similarly sized gain in its pickup lineup, which actually outsold the Chevy Silverado in a month for only the third time since 1999. Now, this is where things get a little depressing. Jeep sales fell 11% last month. But that could be Aww. due primarily to the sharp declines in the sales of the Compass and Patriot, which are being sold down in anticipation of the arrival of the next-generation Compass. Now, unfortunately, Wrangler, Renegade, and Cherokee sales also declined in the month. Those sales of the Grand Cherokee rose by 22%, so I guess there's at least some shimmer of a silver lining here. FCA said it ended the month with 582,177 unsold vehicles on hand, roughly an 83-day supply. This all seems like mostly bad news. However, FCA's Jeep chief Mike Manley said last week that despite what the automaker calls a deliberate reduction in sales, full-year 2017 U.S. sales numbers should still be up or on par or on pace, rather, with last year's total. Well, I guess time will tell. Well, you lose a bet with a Jeeper, and this might just happen to you. A Houston man found himself in a sticky situation on Sunday when his friends duct-taped him to the side of their Jeep Wrangler JKU and (laughs) drove him down a highway for losing a bet. The cherry on top? Well, they did the only thing that friends could do in that situation. Post the footage online. (laughs) The video, which was originally posted on Instagram, shows the... Victim going from nervous trepidation in a parking lot to joyfully shouting to his friends as he roars down the freeway. Must have been all that fresh air, huh? 
Well, if you're wondering what could have initiated such an act amongst these upstanding citizens and pillars of the community, well, the stunt came two days after the victim, who goes under the name Dirty, made the news for taping Chavez to a signpost, also for losing a bet. Now, that video shows two of the guys taping the other guy to a yield sign at a Houston intersection after he lost a bet on a Rockets-Warriors game. In the video, the pair drove around him several times with the final shot showing police and an ambulance arriving. And nobody was arrested or detained after the incident, and of course nobody was hurt, but this duct tape Jeep freeway stunt is the latest in a series of so-called pranks by the trio, many of which have gone viral. Despite that, allowing yourself to be taped to the side of a moving vehicle at freeway speeds takes a very special kind of stupid, but for now, let's just say, folks, don't try this at home. And I also want to say big thanks to all of you guys who continue to help us out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you got something you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, well, make sure to let us know by dropping an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, I remember Crazy. seeing... Crazy. <laughs> Stupid. I, I remember seeing that uh, that that uh, image on TV or, or on social media where a guy was uh, duct taped to a... Duct taped to the pole. I didn't, yeah, know, it was in, I didn't know it was here in Houston. Uh, and I didn't know it was these guys either. Apparently, they, they've been up these shenanigans for a little while. So um, I'm imagining that these guys might actually get a paycheck out of this. So uh, either that or also cease and desist from the uh, from the county or something like oh, that. Oh, I think they're just going to get, uh, get, they're gonna get have in trouble. A, have some court time, especially with that uh, going out there on the, the freeway like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have to say, you know, that, that was excellent color duct tape that they used. It was orange. Oh, it was way. fluorescent orange. It was red. No, it was. It, it was, was no, not even close. It was red. It was. It was <laughs> duck hunting orange. <laughs> it was. Look at me, red. <laughs> Actually, it's it's pretty cool that they did use a bright color because it really called uh, attention to what was going on, and instead of oh, somebody yeah. you know riding on the side of a jeep, so. Uh, I couldn't quite see that really clear on the uh, on the video thing. Was was there a running bar or a, a slider that the guy was standing on? It looked like, yeah. yeah, there was a running board that that he was standing on. Not that it would have made a lick of difference with the amount of duct tape that he was, that, you know, was used <laughs> to secure him to the side of that thing. But no, it's a very interesting video nonetheless. I mean, it's definitely one. worth checking out. It's good for a laugh. Definitely some entertainment there. But yeah, folks, don't try that at home. That's a good find. I did. Uh, I had that was the first time I've ever seen that. So that's why I was asking you earlier about uh, was that is that this he's holding something red is that oh that's duct tape isn't it yeah i had no idea oh well, yeah you betcha a whole lot of it <laughs> great story josh great story <laughs> you're listening to jeep talk show at my mom's house well we i think we've had a couple of people ask about some yj uh information on the show and uh, we were fortunate enough to have yj nate uh go and find some information about the YJ. I'm not quite sure if he just looked it up or if he has any first time experience. See, I'm, I'm making a joke because of the YJ in his name. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, this is actually, uh, he actually started this series back, uh, in December of last year. And we've just been playing the Axel segments. We finished up on that. So now we're moving into his, uh, YJ series. So let's get in with uh, YJ intro, uh, from Nate and Wrangler extreme. Hey guys, this is Nate with another edition of Wrangler Extreme. I'm here to talk a little bit about my favorite Wrangler model ever, the Jeep YJ. Uh, when I was first getting into Jeeps, the Jeep YJ was just one of the most common Wranglers on the road. Uh, we're talking the late 90s, right after the production run of the YJ ended, and they were just everywhere, and they were in my price range, so this was my, my first Jeep was a YJ. 
So the YJ holds a spot in my heart. So when Tony asked me to record some segments about the YJ, I just couldn't resist. So the YJ was, of course, the successor to the CJ7. Uh, it started production in 1987, and it ended in 1995. There was no 1996 Wrangler. The TJ was introduced as a 1997 model. Uh, there was what some people referred to as a 1995.5 model of the YJ, which was like an early 96 release uh, to sort of fill the gap in between the YJ and the TJ. The story goes that there was either a, pro- a marketing thing where the TJ was released early in 96, where it would have been normally released early 97. There's also some talk about some retooling problem that they had at the Wrangler plant. I'm not really sure what the true story is, but the bottom line is there was no official 96 Wrangler. So it the YJ shares many traits with the CJ. Uh, it's got leaf springs at all four corners. The body tub is interchangeable between the YJ and the CJ. The front clip is also interchangeable. So you could take a CJ front clip, for example, and bolt it onto a YJ and go back to the old style look. Uh, or you could bolt a YJ front clip onto an older CJ and put some rectangular headlights on it and make all the CJ guys cringe at you. Uh, so the YJ had wider leaves than the CJ, which made it a little more stable. Uh, it also had sway bars and track bars, where the CJ only had an anti-sway bar. And uh, th- this made it handle a little better on the road. Uh, one thing that the YJ also had was a slightly lower clearance under the CJ. The CJ was slightly taller than the YJ, that is. So this was all done to try to to sort of make it a little friendlier on the road because the CJ had such a bad rap for being so easy to roll over. So because of these changes and the divergence from the round head-like look that was so iconic in the CJ, a lot of uh, Jeep enthusiasts considered the YJ less of a Jeep. They called it the yuppie Jeep. They didn't like the, the rectangular headlights. Uh, they didn't like the fact that all these things were done to make it handle better on the road, even though at the end of the day, the YJ was almost identical to the CJ. All right, so there you have it. There's an introduction to the YJ. If you want to chat more about YJs, or if you want to ask some questions, or make some corrections, find me on the Jeep Talk forums. I'm on there as YJ Nate. I did not know that they didn't put a that didn't produce a Wrangler in '96. That is pretty w- wild. I was thinking the same thing. Who knew? Uh, Nate. Well, Nate did. (laughs) (laughs) Or he looked it up. One of those two. No, it sounds like he was uh, living the the Jeep life back then. So, uh, yeah, I think the YJs are pretty cool. You know, that uh, all leaf spring thing was uh, how my uh, 83 Chevy pickup was set up. It was leaf springs uh, front and rear. Uh, So it's not a bad situation. It's, it's, It's a little rougher a ride. Uh, but leaf springs aren't bad. Yeah, I, uh, I, no, not it, at all. It, 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 the, the, the rectangular headlights did look weird on the YJs. I, I have to say, I mean, I'm yeah, used to it on the, the Cherokee, you know, but with a, with a shackle reversal kit and the right side kind of leaf spring set up and, uh, and shock set up, those things can be extremely flexy and extremely capable too. So I know a lot of guys diss on the YJs. Oh, it's, it's got square headlights. It's not a real Jeep. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm going to beg to differ. I, I've seen them max out on RTI ramps with just leaf springs. I've seen them go up waterfalls where other Jeeps couldn't 
YJs are definitely a contender in the on the off-road world. So yeah, if you can find one, great platform to build off of. Yeah, yeah, it it really is, and they're uh, they're relatively relatively inexpensive compared to some of the other Wranglers. Boy, now the YJ is what Nate took um, on the trail ride with me that one time, right? That little white. I think it's an LJ. Was it an that, LJ that he had? God, I don't remember. I have to go back and look at pictures. Well, he's in the uh, he's in the uh, the chat room. Maybe he'll tell yeah. us. I'm sure. Yeah, he'll tell us. Well, if that was whatever that was that he took was all stock, and it was amazing. He was that thing was going over huge rocks. Was it? Uh, was it? Did it have round headlights or square headlights, Tammy? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I was behind it. <laughs> oh well, there you go. But this is great. This is the great thing about learning about Jeeps. Uh, I don't I don't know all there is to know about Wranglers. I didn't know they didn't make one in 96. So uh, now you have something that you can identify with. You can actually impress your friends whenever you see a, a Wrangler mm-hmm. driving around, down the road and you go, oh, you know, rectangular headlights. You don't have to say that. You just go, oh, that's a YJ. And they'll go, oh, how do you know? Um, um. Two-letter designator. Ooh. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What's that mean? Yeah. What does YJ mean? Yeah. So it's all these little great, it's neat. Little. It's like a Jeep mythology almost. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, you are indeed. And the Jeep Talk Show is just one of the few proud members of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about all of the off-road podcasts there, the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, the Trail Chasers podcast. And of course, you can find us there too. Hey, tired of the Jeep Talk Show being on too late to call in? Scared that the voicemail machine might instantly connect you to Nikki G? Well, fear no more. Now there's even more Jeep Talk Show to love, and it's even on earlier. Tony and Tammy take your guys' calls live on the air every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. For more information and the numbers to call, well, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, check out the latest episode, number 33, where Tony and Tammy talk about the pros and cons of learning how to wheel through classes or learning through the School of Hard Knocks. And hey, don't forget to subscribe. That way, you'll never miss an episode. All right. You know, I, uh, I was just looking here on the board to see if I had a drum roll of any, any sort. And, uh, I guess the only thing I have is a rim shot. Would that be appropriate for this? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> for the three yahoos running this show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. This, this is perfect. I found it. Go. I found it. <laughs> so yeah, well, we're going to talk about the, uh, and who, who put this together? This jam giveaway announcement should be at the very last of the show. We're rolling the, the music in the show and we go, Oh, wait a minute. We have a jam giveaway. Somebody put this at the front of the show. What the hell happened? I guess I should have come to the meeting. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we're, uh, we're going to tell, uh, tell everybody about the, uh, the jam giveaway. We had a lot of fun later in the show. Now on to the next segment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tease yeah. <laughs> people throwing their computers and their smartphones at the like, wall that's it unsubscribed <laughs> i'm done but just uh, get on with it they're but, saying yeah but uh wow this is thinking tammy's getting mouthy what are you I drinking know. over there <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh yeah we're going to tell you who won the uh, the jamic but uh, first off i want to tell you thank you for everybody that, that pitched in a video, a Facebook Live video. We had several people, to my surprise, really, because I thought everybody understood how a Facebook Live video would work. Uh, it's on your smartphone, so you know it's got to be easy, right? And a uh, uh, lot of I great, lot of, <laughs> lot of great videos, and it was a lot of fun uh, seeing the creativity 
of uh, you folks out there and what you could come up yeah. with. It made it very difficult for uh, Tammy, Josh, and I to decide uh, uh, which I one. I had the most difficult time. And that she's so and she hard. still does. She wants to yeah, yeah, no, she wants to Tammy take you all really out for a nice dinner. Hard, guys. Yeah, Tammy's <laughs> taking this one hard. It, it really was. You got a lot of great content from a lot of great listeners, guy. And I'm gonna take the time to uh, to reach out and thank each and every one of you guys personally so you guys can look forward to some messages in your in your inbox here very soon. Um, but yeah, a lot of great entries and and several of them were were clearly above yes. and beyond the rest and and because there was more than just a couple of those it did make the final decision very hard so uh, guys this was not easy not easy on us and certainly not easy on Tammy and, and I did want to mention a special thank you to uh, YJ Nate because he did the very first Facebook live video and gave us something to to uh, rip <laughs> to rip off of so set we, the bar nice and low for the rest of you so, so that we could say <laughs> so we could say there's only one entry it's nate don't let nate win this and throw it in his garage of jeep parts so it was it was great nate thanks for stepping up and doing that oh yeah, Un yeah unfortunately you did not win <laughs> so who's going to tell you who wants to tell uh who it was do we want to do uh the uh just to, just blurt it out, or we want to drag yeah, this yeah, out? Well, you I know, we, we've to, gone ahead and, and teased a little I bit think and we've talked about winners. it. Oh boy, here we go. And there you yeah. go. So you, <laughs> you've been in the Maryland too long, uh, the yeah, Maryland area too long, Tammy. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, uh, down south and toughen you up. That's right. So uh, somebody, somebody has the name, right? I mean, I know uh, the the short first name, but uh, somebody got the full name available because we didn't. Uh, I've the got notes. plausible deniability. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I can go find it here. All right. Well, so uh yeah, that that was great. Uh th th there was uh there was one video that I really liked that was uh from uh, uh David and Cameron, I believe, and uh I, I just I just died laughing because he he was clearly using his daughter to try to win some free stuff on the internet. And to me, that was next uh near and dear to my heart seeing how that was used uh well and, uh, you know if you, if you listen to the show we got something that might be perfect for that style of parenting uh here later in the show so oh, stay tuned for that okay good so uh but there was a there was another one and uh, i really enjoyed that one uh, uh tammy who was it that uh, who who is it that has won the jammock oh i'm not announcing it you want me to okay announce it? his his uh his name he had a great video um, and, uh, we're going to go ahead and use his, his full name, Bartholomew Stevens. You are the lucky winner of our first Jamic giveaway ever. Oh, that's the wrong one. I <laughs> uh, see now, now, now I feel like Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Josh, I got that wrong. It was no. Oh, kidding. that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think I put Steve Harvey Psych. up on the screen. Yep. So Bart, we really appreciate it. Uh, not quite sure what the sticky uh, the door the sticky door in the video was, uh, but oh, it was still all, funny. All too well about that. It was it was still very funny. And uh, if you guys would like to go over there and uh, see uh, several of the videos that were submitted, we have them on our YouTube channel. You just go over to YouTube.com/slash Jeep Talk Show, and you can sit there and enjoy all of uh, the all the videos that I edited anyway and, and put up there on our, our YouTube channel. And if your uh, your video is not up there. Let me know, and I can uh, I can get it up. So thank you very much, Bart, for uh, for doing that. And if you would please uh, contact uh, Tammy because she's got the jamic. Uh, just uh, send her an email. You can use info at jeeptalkshow.com, but we'll need your uh, address so that we can send that over to you. 
So I know, Tammy, you were feeling really bad about uh, only yeah, one was. winner. And, you know, so I don't really feel bad about it. That's the way games are. That's the way life is. There's usually only one winner. But sometimes there can be two. How so, Tony? <laughs> oh, do tell. Well, we're going to give away another jammick. That's Yay! right. So is that making you feel better, Tammy? A little bit, but now we're going to have to pick again, and I want to feel sad again. Well, but you'll, feel, you'll be feeling yeah. happy for a time. Uh, we'll just leave you yeah. out of this one, Tammy. So yeah, there you, you guys go. need to get your... <laughs> so that means I can enter it. All right, so Tammy's not included in this one. That would be funny, yeah. wouldn't it be, if you, you <laughs> right. mailed one off and then won the second one, and then I had to mail that one to you? So you guys may remember I actually purchased one from my wife's uh, TJ, and uh, I got to thinking about it. I checked with her. And uh, we can always buy another one. And I, I just love seeing these videos from you guys. And I'd like for you to be able to have another chance to win a jammick. So we're going to give away the jammick that I purchased from my wife's TJ. Same deal, folks. And, and if for those of you that couldn't figure it out, please contact us and let us know how it is what we need to do to help you make a Facebook Live video. We're happy to tell you. So let me, let me tell you this real quick. Uh, we'll have more information in the show notes, but just go over to Facebook on your smartphone. And when you do a post, there should be a little icon there that allows you to do a video. You press that Facebook live. You just tell us why you absolutely must have a jammick for your Jeep. And then once you get done with the Facebook live video, it'll give you the option for posting it. Yeah. Where Tammy's showing you there. If you're watching the video, uh, it'll give you the option for posting that video where you click the post button. And then once it's posted to your Facebook page, just go in the comments and put at the lat sign Jeep talk show. And then that's going to notify us of the, the video. So we'll know about it. All your friends will see it. I probably shouldn't have said that last part. Uh, <laughs> and we, we'll be able to see it. Then you'll be entered in into the contest for the, Second Jamic giveaway. Oh, and don't forget to like our page again, uh, facebook.com slash Jeep talk show. So like us, then uh, give us a Facebook live video and put at Jeep talk show in the comment of that video. So we'll know about it. And you know, you can always send us an email at info at Jeep and say, Hey, did you see my video? Uh, we, cause we really want to see those. We're really looking forward to it. So guys, are we going to do this through the month of April? We're going to go through the, uh, the end of April on this. I think since we did kind of pretty much the most of the month of March, I think we should probably do the same thing with April. So guys, uh, we're going to take these, uh, entries, if you will, all the way until April 30th. Um, and obviously, uh, that'll be uh, the start of a, a new week, more or less. It'll be the last day that you'll be able to get in those entries and we'll announce the winner on uh, April May fourth, uh, looks like is when the uh, next show, when the show after that will be. So, um, yeah, we'll have a few shows between now and then. But April or May fourth, rather, we'll be announcing the next winner. So again, guys, this is a separate giveaway, a separate contest. So if you've entered before, you are still eligible to enter again. Yes. But you are going to have to submit a new video. And and actually, it's good news because if you had a good video. Now you can make a great video because of all the yeah. experience that you've gained from it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. if you've entered once, that's fine. Enter again. This is uh, just giving away a second one. And, uh, by the way, uh, you need to be 18 years or older, and you need to be in the 48 continental United States for the free shipping. Uh, we'll ship anywhere, but it, it may have to be on your dime depending on where you are. 
Uh, and I don't think we're going to be okay to, to ship to Syria here in the next uh, several weeks. Ooh. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, Pass on that. In case we have any Syrians listening. Uh, so uh, please feel free. Uh, and uh, we hope to see from you. See what I did there? This is the video? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's cracking himself up, people. Oh, it's, I'm, it's great. I love it. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up and listen. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So like Josh mentioned earlier on episode 33 of the Jeep Talk Colin show, Tony and I asked the question, did you take an off-roading class before you started off-roading or did you just learn from your mistakes and what mistakes did you make and learn from? Um, you can go check that episode out if you want to hear more. But what that did is open a discussion of the importance of not just learning good, safe off-roading skills from a class, but also from other Jeepers and off-roaders you may wheel with. Well, last fall during the Women's Wheeling Day at Roush Creek Off-Road Park, I met some folks from the Northeast Off-Road Adventures. They shared with me about having one of their training classes down in Roush Creek. So I decided to check them out this past Saturday for their Ladies' Day 101 class. Now, Northeast Off-Road Adventures, or NORA 4x4, they operate a low-speed off-road driving school in the Catskill Mountains near Ellenville, New York. And they help you learn to drive your Jeep or other street-legal 4x4 vehicles. They have certified I-4WETA four-wheel drive trainers. Now, I know I'm not an off-road beginner, but you know what? A person can always learn new tips and techniques. And I highly advise anyone new to off-roading to take a few classes because these classes are a great way to get yourself introduced to your rig on the trails and to learn from experienced drivers. And they had so many great tips and techniques that need to be learned. So the day started out with a two-hour classroom-style learning with a focus on technique, vehicle preservation, and safety. And then it was time that we hit the trails. And for most of the ladies that I was with, this was their first time off-roading in their vehicles. Some of them had stock. Some of them were lifted vehicles with bigger tires. But we just stayed on those simple green trails. And this allowed them to get to know their vehicles and get a feel for what they could do and gain confidence in their driving skills. For me... It was a chance to hone my see a rock, put a wheel on it skills. Um, it was an amazing day to be out on the mountain with some great people and have some fun in my Jeep. And I know I mentioned um, on episode 33 that I would share some of the things that I learned. And even though I've wheeled at Roush Creek probably a good dozen times, there's still so many new things for me to learn. And these certified trainers helped me with some great driving techniques. Also, they said, leave your keys in your ignition when you get out to check other Jeepers climbing over obstacles. You can also leave an extra set of keys in your center console because you never know when you're going to lose the, your keys in the woods while you're watching the other Jeepers climb these obstacles. Um, when you are off camber, did I say that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, keep your back in the seat. So like when your Jeep turns, you don't, you want to lean with your Jeep. You don't want to try to keep straight because that way you're, you'll get used to being off camber and you won't have that false sense of how off camber your Jeep is or isn't. 
Now, if you use wheel locks like myself, make sure you have your key. This is one lesson I learned <laughs> the hard way. Um, make sure you keep that key with you. And actually, when you go off-roading, you actually should remove these wheel locks and put your OEM lug nuts on before you hit the trails. Because if you need to replace your spare tire and in the process of changing your wheel locks, you drop your key in the rocks, you're going to be spending hours searching for it. And you could possibly get bit by a snake that lives in these rocks. Another thing that I learned that I hadn't been doing, yeah, I know, shame on me, is um, a 360 inspection before and after you wheel. Um, I've never done this before, but now I know some things to look out for. Like, for example, brake line leaks. I found out where the brake lines are and where the leaks could possibly be. And check for branches and places they shouldn't be in your undercarriage. And then the big thing was getting in those sticky situations when your wheels spin and spin and spin. You really shouldn't keep those, let those tires keep spinning. There are many different ways um, you can help yourself get out of those situations. Before you use your lockers, you should try out several techniques like stopping and then turning your wheels in different directions or backing up and changing your approach. And there are other ways that you can get out of these situations that the trainers at Nora 4x4 plan on teaching me the next time we hook up. They invited me up to their facilities in the Catskill Mountains, and I can't wait to hook up with those Nora 4x4 guys again, and I'm hoping to get up there sometime this summer, and I'm going to share with you what I learned from them. Oh, yeah, Tony and Josh, while I was out on the trails, I was also testing out my new Ram mount by videotaping my trail ride, so I can give everyone a full report soon on how the Ram mount held up, which I hope to have next Good. week. But anyways, while I was there, I have a little clip to share with you guys that just proves which Jeep is the better Jeep. Tony and Josh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Jeeps in front are the black Jeeps forging the trail, making <laughs> a path for the red Jeeps who are in the rear. But Tammy, were they in the rear or were they on the right trail? Maybe you guys just got lost. No, 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 no. <laughs> We were the definite leaders and they were definitely in the back. So I, I got to ask this now, if I don't think you've ever done any night wheeling, but at night, if you're night wheeling, don't you like lose track of the, of the Jeep in front of you when it's black? I mean, well, I mean, they've got the red taillights. So, I mean, I guess that would save the, save the day again, red is necessary for us to all get along in this world. <laughs> Ah, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. What are we going to do with you? Ah, uh, not a lot you can, I think. Uh, no, no, I believe no. we need to refer my to the mom, video at the top of the show. My mom and uh, <laughs> my wife have pretty well given up, so so should yeah. you. <laughs> uh, hey, great hey. information, though. That, it, you know, uh, I never thought about that uh, 360 walk around, too. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, think about it like, you know, pretty much any pilot will do the same thing with their plane. And uh, there's definitely exactly. a lot more risk involved in that. But, you know, same kind of principles apply. You know, you very well may be having somebody else's life, um, you know, being your responsibility while they're in your Jeep. So uh, best to know your Jeep inside and out and especially giving it a good, thorough visual inspection before you hit the trail. And again, afterwards, we'll at least let you know if there's any red flags that you need to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. And, make sh and one of the other things is they showed us all where all the different fluids are you want to make sure you have all those filled as well oh yeah so folks anything you'd like to add we would love to hear from you and there's very 
there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. You can leave us a voicemail on our Jeep Talk Show website. You just go over there and click the little leave voicemail button. Or you can go over to our mobile-friendly jeeptalkform.com. It's our new mobile-friendly form that we created just for you. It's not a typical form. There's no flaming or telling you to go to Google to do your searches. And you know what? There's no dumb questions. You can also find out about more about all the stories and information we share with you here on the Jeep Talk Show. That's jeeptalkform.com. And join us and introduce yourself on our new member thread and hope to see you there. Hey, I want to tell you guys about a great way to customize your Jeep like never before and get some additional armor while you're at it. I'm talking about a custom grill insert from Under the Sun Inserts. Their patent-pended design is made from solid one-piece aluminum. And, oh, did I mention each piece is made by hand right here in the USA, right on Long Island? Two good friends with a love of Jeeps and off-roading. They had a vision of bringing good, strong, and clean-looking grill inserts to the Jeep world. And that's just what they did. These super-strong inserts fit perfectly and snugly behind your stock Wrangler grill, protecting the radiator and engine compartment from tree limbs and debris while on the trail, all while giving your Jeep a look of its own. The install process is very easy. Anyone can do it. There's no drilling or screws required and typically takes less than five minutes. Choose from images like the American flag, Oscar Mike, solid colors, like to a beautiful sunset, and there's even custom options. Under the Sun inserts will even work with you directly to get your own custom design or logo put onto a one-of-a-kind grill just for you. Still not sure if an insert is right for you? Well, check them out at underthesuninserts.com and see these in action for yourself. See what their customers are saying. And for a limited time, be sure to use promo code JTS17 for free shipping. Yeah, it's JTS as in a Jeep talk show. So, uh, Tammy, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I have to say, after you removed those uh, grill inserts that you had, the purple grill inserts that you had on mm-hmm. your, your Wrangler, I wasn't quite sure about the under the sun insert that they sent you, uh, that I- uh, the purple American flag. And I think I, was, you, I think you yeah. had the same type issue, and uh, mm-hmm. but you took a picture out there at Rosh Creek, and you know that that was a nice looking uh, shot with the purple yeah. D rings, really and uh, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but one of those D rings was missing. Uh, but oh, the, the yeah. D rings mm-hmm. and ah! <laughs> uh, but the purple D rings and the purple flag. It, I, I know, guys, it's a Jeep. It's an off road thing. You, we're, not, we're not supposed to be talking about color coordination. But, I mean, that's what Jeeps are about, where you can customize it and make it your own. And uh, right. I think it's cool. And, and, and this, uh, this grill insert allows you to do just that. Uh, you wouldn't believe all the comments I'm getting about how great it looks. And you, with my purple grill inserts, it was like a lot of um, positive feedback from other women. Mm-hmm. And actually, somebody has copied the purple grill uh, inserts. Oh, yeah. boy. And great I, time to change. But, <laughs> and and I know, but all the comments I'm getting now are from the guys. Oh, so, well, and, so. and it's very patriotic too, much more patriotic yeah. than what you had. So yeah, I yeah. think that was a, uh, that was a good choice and it was yeah, great really that, like uh, it. it was great that, uh, uh, under the sun inserts, uh, com sent you that, uh, that grill so you could try it yeah, out so. and uh, display Definitely. it. So, yep. You guys go over there and check out their site. I think they got a really good product and, uh, I don't a recall cool website too. Uh, yeah, it is. It's very well done. Uh, I don't recall the uh, the episode number. I uh, should have had that in the show notes. Uh, but if you would like to go back and listen to the interview uh, that we did, it was Joe, wasn't it, uh, Tammy? Yep, Joe. 
Yeah, just go, go with it because I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> uh, we had a great conversation with Joe, and uh, like I said last time, he was a great sport because uh, we gave him a, a hard time about red Jeeps and things like that, as we always do. Well, we had somebody give me a little bit of a hard time here recently after last week's show with a, a new segment that we added in called Stump Josh. And uh, somebody gave it their best shot, and I gave it their, my best shot. And, well, we met somewhere in the middle. Now, the information that I gave out was correct, but not 100% correct to that particular listener's uh, situation. Now, uh, he had written into the show and talked about his 2003 Wrangler Rubicon that he had and uh, some speed issues, speedometer issues he was having. The speed that he was traveling down the road didn't match the speed that he was actually traveling. And his dealership said that they couldn't do anything for him. And so he wrote into us asking us, um, well, asking me uh, a little bit of a tip and seeing if he could stop me. Now, the information I gave him was correct in regards to how to correct speedometer for a non-Rubicon uh, Wrangler. And that information was correct in regards to changing out that speedometer gear. Now, earlier in that segment, I kind of missed where he had mentioned that it was a Rubicon. Now, the Rubicon models do have a different transfer case versus the uh, 272 to 1. They have a four, uh, 410 to 1 transfer case, and that one does not have a speedometer gear. It is all handled electronically. And so that in case, in, in that case, that listener did get bad information from his dealership because the dealers should be able to correct any of the uh, Wranglers, any of the Wrangler Rubicon speedometers um, and get those adjusted to the, to the right tire, to the tire size that you're running at least, and get your speedometer corrected to the read the right, um, the re the right speed. Now, this works even for manuals. Regardless whether you have an automatic or a manual, the dealership should be able to help you correct your, your Rubicon's speedometer. Um, unfortunately, our dealer, our, our listener that, um, that emailed, or, yeah, emailed into the show um, was not getting some good advice from his dealership. So I would say to either go back, talk with their service manager, possibly even the general manager, or take your business to another dealer altogether. I want to say sorry to any of the listeners out there that got confused or that wrote in for the correction. Um, it won't happen again, guys. We'll go ahead and make sure that I'm paying a little bit closer attention to, uh, to those stump joshes. And hey, if you've got something that you want to see if you can stump me with, please write in to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Just put in the subject line, Stump Josh. Yeah, we had, hey, a lot of, we had a lot of fun with that. I'm sorry, Tammy, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I know when we were talking about that, um, Tony, you asked me about how I changed mine up, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I remember I that. Gave, yeah, <laughs> I gave my um, dealer a call just to find out, and they used the ProCal. And so while I was on the phone with them, I said, so if I had a, a, a manual Rubicon, how would you have done that? They said the same way. So uh, the automatic and the manual shouldn't, like Josh said, from what my dealer tells me, it shouldn't matter. I'm, I'm guessing that uh, it's probably done in the, the ECU because that's where all the pulses are going to, or going to and they, you just tell the ECU the, the different ratio or whatever it is that they use, the yeah, magic you number. Can, you guys can get that same device that the dealerships use. It's just going to cost you anywhere from about 150 to 200 bucks, um, yeah. and of course the software to run it and the learning curve to make it happen, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it would be a lot easier just to head down to your dealership and have them do it for you. No, what would be easier is they, if they had left the stupid uh, gear in the uh, in the what was it NVR 241 OR is uh, is the transfer case they use. 
if they yeah, left the speedo gear in there, that would have made it real easy. But, uh, you know, and Josh, I was right there with you. I mean, I was nodding my head while you were talking about the speedo gear, and I've because, done it. I have yeah, a 2003. Me too. <laughs> I, I have a 2003 like, yes, DJ. We put 33 inch tires on there. I had to get the speedo gear after looking at the chart and, you know, 15 minutes and one wrench and put it in, and uh, it, it's taken <laughs> care of. Easy. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the case for the Rubicons, folks. Not and, the case uh, for the Rubicons, yeah, so, and, and Rubi- I, I Rubicons just missed just that really one special. word in the... Yeah, like, like well, I, I don't like it because you got to go to the dealer to get it done or you got to spend 100 bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, the gears are 30 bucks or less if you get it, you know, someplace else. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess it's, that it's the, 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 the change thing, the fear of change. But the, 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 what I was reading about that transfer case, it sounds really nice and very beefy uh, in comparison to the 231. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, so certainly sounds like a much nicer transfer case than the, uh, the 231. But, well, there's a lot of people that just beat the hell out of 231s out there and uh, keep going and going. Indeed. Ooh, reviews. I don't think we got a lot of them, but it's a good one. Yeah, this one is a five-star review from iTunes. It's titled Awesome <laughs> with a bunch of question, or exclamation marks. And it's Dave K672. And he says, an outstanding podcast that is on my weekly playlist. I've learned a bunch and that black Jeeps are by far superior to all others. Okay, now that I've got two. Now that Dave is two, really, really smart. Two drops here. One for the outstanding podcast. And then one for the uh, black Jeeps. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dave. We appreciate Josh, it. Josh, when are I'm, we going to get that mute button for Tony? <laughs> yeah, right. I need to fly out to Texas with a, with a big oh, backpack of rattle cans. I got you. Gonna spray paint I got a Tony's microphone Jeep right over here on a stand. You can come sit over here in the chair. <laughs> I'll get a, uh, I'll get a video camera on you. <laughs> i'll give you some bean bags you can throw at there me when i'm go. playing the yeah. wrong things i got, I got your bean bag right here pal <laughs> uh-huh. i'm sorry to hear about that josh uh i think there's some drugs that can size those things up for you <laughs> your turn <sighs> <sighs> okay what's next <laughs> see tammy has a couple of boys in the house she knows how it works yeah <laughs> you got tech questions oh, what do i ever have answers oh that's good because I, I, it's tech talk with jeep talk yeah, well got a case of the bends ah you might <laughs> well the plan is always simple right you go out on the trails for a day or maybe the weekend and have some fun maybe get dirty maybe see some vistas and get in some good old action before low action as it were well we've all experienced the reasons they say the best laid plans are best laid to rest all too often something can happen on the trail it can be simple as benign as a random branch causing some new pinstriping or worse, graciously, graciously venting one of those side windows for you. Isn't Mother Nature nice? Perhaps you've experienced the joy of a sidewall puncture or a power steering line springing a leak. All lots of fun and offer plenty of opportunity for upgrades and yelling of obscenities. But it's when we get one of those pesky ghost rocks that come out of nowhere and cause some serious damage that can sometimes ruin your day and we find ourselves getting creative. Well, that is, unless you tow behind you an entire parts jeep ready for the plucking, because dragging the parts store or wrecking yard with us on the trail isn't feasible, we turn to preparedness to get us out of a jam. For instance, like dealing with what to do when faced with a bent tie rod on the trail. Any kind of breakage on the trail is no fun. It grinds the whole day to a stop while you and, if you're lucky, your group come together like Voltron and get you back up and running or at least able to limp back down to the trailhead or staging area for a tow. I'm here to give you guys some tips of what you can do while on the trail to mend a bent tie rod. I speak from experience. You wheel long enough and you'll see it, you'll see it, see it all. 
This is one of those things that pops up a lot on the trails, especially with new wheelers who maybe don't quite have the seat time to keep themselves out of trouble. The fact is, is that all TJs and XJs came from the factory with a weak, bendable steering setup. It's true. If you've spent much time on a trail, you've probably seen a bent stock TJ or XJ tie rod, and if not, well, you probably will. The factory part is pretty thin wall tubing, and it will usually hold out well, okay with some smaller tires until it gets bent once or nicked once on a rock, and once that happens, well, the tubing will have a weak spot, and it will bend again, and usually very easily. And of course, usually once one of your tires gets bound up against a rock and you try and turn. Suddenly, taco tie rod. Well, the most common part that bends is that thin tubular adjuster that goes from the driver's side knuckle to the cast drag link that spans from the pitman arm over to the passenger side knuckle. It happens, and you need to know what to do when it does. Also, these tips can be used on other Jeep models with other steering systems if they bend too, so take notes. Now, one way would be to take off the entire rod and start working it over on a rock or your buddy's back, but likely you won't get far and you might turn into ba beating it back with a straight with a hammer. Well, because the linkage is hollow, thin wall tubing, you may end up doing more damage than repair if you're not careful. Now, there is another way to straighten a bent tie rod, but it's more than a little dangerous. Still, sometimes it's all you can do to get your tie rod straight so you can get off the trail. Now, this method involves two sets of locking pliers and a winch with a hook. The trick is to have the tie rod rotated so that the bend is facing away from the winch. The locking pliers help keep the hook in place, and with the tie rod end clamps locking the tie rod in place, the winch pulls the tie rod straight-ish. Now, there are many ways that this can end in complete disaster. If you try this, it should be as a last resort and everyone staying in a safe zone clear and away from the front of the winch or fixed vehicle while the winch is pulling on the tie rod. Now, if that sounds a little too risky for you, well, then you'll need to try this. Using a toe strap and a D-ring, you'll pull the Jeep up to a suitable-sized tree and loop one end of the toe strap around it, and the other will go around the tie rod at the bend. Close the loop with a D-ring and have a buddy spot you while you very slowly back away from the tree, pulling your tie rod straight again, or again, at least straight-ish. Now, if that's not something that you're willing to do or have somebody do for you, well, then this next tip will likely be the route to go. Loosen the clamps on either end of the tie rod tube, then remove the cotter pins and loosen the castle nuts on the tie rod ends. Whack, the castle, whack that cast knuckle with a hammer while prying against the tie rod. This will allow the tapered rod end to come loose from the knuckle. It should drop out. Now, you may have to bang that really hard, so just be prepared and carry a little you know, mini sledge with you in your toolkit. Now you can take the tie rod off and use something to straighten it. I've seen people use the ends of open bumpers, trailer hitches, trees, even going complete caveman and using a couple big rocks in the way to Big Jim. Either way, just get it as close to straight as you can. Next, remove one of the tie rod ends by unscrewing it and pry the tie rod end cap off of that side. This will allow you to slip the handle of a high lift jack over the tie rod end. Then reinstall the tie rod end clamp and finally the tie rod end. Both the tie rod ends must be in about the same place as they were before that part bent in order to avoid drastically changing the toe of the steering. You wouldn't want to try and get off the trail all pigeon-toed, would you? Now, you have to have you now you have a temporarily beefed up tie rod. It should work well enough to get you off the trail and maybe just maybe down the road to home if everything has gone really well. Now, once back in civilization, you'll of course need to replace the tie rod with something more substantial. I definitely recommend doing an upgrade at that point. Now, in a pinch, if the rod ends are the same and you can get the, you can make the necessary adjustments for alignment, you could use a spare tie rod from a different vehicle from a member in your group. Just remember, someone had to take the time and money to either purchase it or pull it from a wrecking yard. Make sure you, are, uh, you abide by good trail etiquette and return or replace borrowed parts as soon as possible. 
look, I hope this helps you guys, some of you guys out. And if nothing else, you'll at least be a little bit better prepared for the next time you guys hit the trails or unfortunately hit a rock. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Just go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with a subject line, Tech Talk. Now, I know you guys know this, but in case you don't, whenever you buy bigger parts and heavier items and U-joints and everything else, you're just moving the weak point. <laughs> Something's going to break. Yeah. So uh, don't feel bad if you do bend or break something. Actually, if you bend it, that's that's not all that bad. Uh, it dawned on me while you were talk, going through your uh, your talk there, Josh, that yeah. uh, I need to develop a portable alignment tool so that people can realign their uh, their whole system while they're off road. Maybe even on the rocks where they they've got some nice flex going. I have to start working on that. I, I can make a million dollars with that idea. More power to you, pal. <laughs> Yeah, the toe is going to be interesting once the thing's got to be uh, a bend in it. But uh, it's uh, as long as they're p- pointing uh, kind of down the road, that would be a and little hey, better. And hey, since we're talking about toe and alignment and numbers and all that stuff, uh, just a kind of a rule of thumb: you don't want any more or less than uh, about an eighth of an inch of toe in, uh, even a sixteenth inch if you can get it. So for those of you who are doing, you know, tape measure, garage, backyard alignments, uh, that's the rough number to shoot for. Uh, and if you're on the trail, well, get you as close to that as you can. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? I think you have to keep that rig at the moment. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. If you could hear Tammy, it would be very interesting with what she was saying currently. Yeah, sorry. Mute. (laughs) Hey, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message by clicking on the leave voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. All right, Josh. I don't know if if you'll get this reference, but uh, Goose feels really bad about this. Okay. Hey guys, it's Goose. I think I just realized that I may have mixed up Josh and Cody last week. Um, <laughs> sorry, Josh. That's my bad. Um, yep. Now I feel like a dumbass. All right. Y'all take it easy. Again. Sorry, Josh. Bye. He must be referring to his voicemail last week. Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't think it was a hit contract because he he would be apologizing to Cody. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or his widow. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, I guess this is kind of a beat up Josh episode, but uh, here's, a, here's a correction that, there uh, we go. that John Prerunner 1982 found uh, that he submitted for uh, our voicemail. The 4x4 Radio Network is just that a network of online radio programs related to the stuff you can get excited about. Got a buddy who's into the Land Cruisers? I'll tell him to check out the Center Steer podcast. Oh. I'm sorry, what kind of vehicle was that? Land Cruisers. Oh. And what was the name of the podcast? The Center Steer Podcast. <laughs> uh. yeah, right there was John typing out the Center Steer Podcast letter of resignation from the 4x4 Radio Network. <laughs> All right, guys, I didn't know if anybody else got that. So uh, this is John, pre-runner, 1982, clear. 
<laughs> yeah, we had uh, we had a lot of corrections and editing to do on that last episode. There was a uh, there was a lot of uh, misspeakings uh, in that, and uh, yeah, that was my bad. Land cruiser, Land Rover. Get and, all and strangely mixed up. enough, the misspeaking wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's usually that's usually the person that does the misspeaking. <laughs> ah, you're rubbing off on me. Contagious. <laughs> yeah, you're you're slacking because you think you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I want to thank thank you guys for keeping me uh, keep me on point, keeping me in check here. So if you guys uh, ever see or hear anything that uh, we screw up like that, well, be, by all means, let us know and, and we'll make fun of ourselves. Yeah, we love it. Uh, great to see you guys are paying attention too. So, Heck yeah. <laughs> so, hey, you guys, uh, you know about our survey. Uh, please take a moment, take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. And like I always say, have your uh, PIN number, your mother's maiden name, and your social security number handy. Yeah, don't listen to him. Just go take the survey. <laughs> See, Simple question. Exactly what Easy my stuff. mom and my, my wife say. Don't listen to him. Just bring oh. us the food. <laughs> hey, folks, something else we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, boy, what can I say? What a week. Uh, first off, I've been fighting off Bigfoot. He's been hanging out behind my house, stealing my boxers off the clothesline. And then I couldn't get my taco fixed this week because Elvis and Tupac have been blocking the drive-thru, engaged in a knife fight over a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> okay. And then there was a sighting of the rare and elusive Super Croc. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Super Croc, uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. Especially in that two-week time frame we have while you're thawed out and before the Minnesota mosquitoes carry you away. (laughs) And uh, only two of those stories are true. (laughs) And I I love it when I hear from uh, John Prerunner. He's got such a deep, calm, soothing voice. Uh Uh, He talks like he's singing on a Barry White album. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. I was a little, that, a little was, nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Took a turn in the left field and I lost him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to hear from you as always, Nikki G. And if you didn't hear, you did not win the jammock. You know, I don't know why why he uh, why he's got two Cherokees. What was he going to do with the jammock? I mean, seriously. I mean, you can use and it on string, anything. String them up in between the two Cherokees. There you, you can go. Use, yeah, you oh, can there, use yeah, it on you anything. Can do that. But. You know, I just, I'm afraid he would have used it to put some, uh, uh, rubber cords on and a launching device for Sir Craps a lot. So it's probably a good thing he didn't win. All righty. Well, uh, we're going to do the, uh, Amazon. You bought what? I was wondering about that. Do well, it we, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's blast through it real quick. All right. Well here, uh, let's just, uh, uh, let me find the, oh, you know, I moved it cause we haven't done it in so long. Here we go. Amazon.com and the Jeep talk show present. You bought what? And I'm just going to do this quick, Josh. Reader Digest yeah. version. You buy things on Amazon. Uh, once you go over to jeeptalkshow.com uh, slash Amazon, we get a report, which they made damn, damn hard for us to look it up. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> and one day we get a little report says tells us what you bought. And we get to tell you guys what people are buying by going to that link. Uh, we get a little something, something for it. You pay the same as you always do. Josh, or actually, Tammy, what do you got? I have a Power Stop K2450 rear ceramic brake pad and cross-drilled slotted combo rotor one-click brake kit for $109.97. Fancy. 
These, um, it's two rear rotors and rear brake pads included ceramic pad noise, reduce noise, fade, and dust. Components are engineered to work together perfectly. Pre-matched components are ready to install everything you needed to keep from careening through that intersection. <laughs> you know, Amazon's pretty funny. Uh, and remember, you can purchase this item by first going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Thank you for thinking of, thinking of us before you went and bought those uh, pre-drilled rotors. Uh, anyway, so uh, I have one here. It's a Team Lossy Baja Ray 110 scale AVC RTR four-wheel drive trophy truck. Blue. What? They, you couldn't buy red? I'm sorry. No, it doesn't come in red. I'm sorry. For $446.24, you can buy whatever color you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a realistic Baja-inspired chassis design, 3-millimeter hard, anodized aluminum chassis plate, integrated chassis roll clade, uh, Dynomite 3800 KV brushless power system, patent, patented AVC, uh, that active vehicle control, equipped long travel suspension, waterproof electronics, so oh, that's very important. Uh, sealed metal gear transmission and diffs. Man, this oh, sounds, wow. if they just resize this thing, it'd be a blast. Uh, let's face it, this thing is probably built better than your buddy's Jeep. Uh, and remember, you can purchase this item by first going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and we will have all these items in our jeeptalkforum.com, so you could go click and look at it and buy it, because you got to have it. Now, this one goes out to our one of our contributors, Joel, uh, one of our entries uh, to our Jamic giveaway, and he was uh, so graciously using his child to uh, get him to win some Jeep stuff. Great parenting. No, we, we absolutely encourage all that stuff. Get the family involved. Well, this book might help you along that way. It's How to Traumatize Your Children, Seven Proven Methods to Help You Screw Up Your Kids Deliberately and with Skill. Yes, folks, what? this is a real book, and it's just $11. It's cheap. Learn the latest buzzwords and trends in traumatic parenting. Choose a personal trauma style like controlling, indulgent, and more. Paperback, easy to read with only 144 pages of illicit parenting information, allegedly not approved by the DHS in all lower 48 states. Whether you want to traumatize your children using the same techniques your parents used, or you prefer an entirely new approach, this book will show you the way. And of course, you can purchase this item first by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Bizarre. Oh, I think if you, it's so much fun having newbies to pick on. It's just great. They don't know what's coming. <laughs> and guys, really, um, if you check that out, some of the reviews are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I can imagine. We just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. See how we're moving along here? We can do it. I, I know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. Well, I got some parts that came in from my Jeep. Uh, work is uh, starting to get uh, set up and, and going here. Uh, radiator came in. I've got um, a new uh, high-performance water pump that's going to be going in as well. Um, I'm starting to kind of stage things up, and I'm, I'm realizing just how much work I'm having to do just my cooling system alone with the water pump, the radiator, new radiator cap. I'm going to be doing a, a transmission cooler as well and replacing my heater core um, all in one stab. So that is a lot of work right there just unto itself. And that's not even including the head work. So yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a big weekend of wrenching ahead of me and I don't even have all the parts here yet. So, um, yeah, I've got the, I've got the radiator. I've got the water pump, the core supports coming out. Uh, header panel is going to be coming off here this weekend. I'm going to be getting at least the radiator out and, uh, and all that kind of, you know, started going and I'm going to leave that pretty much as it is at that point. Uh, so then I can have a little bit easier access to getting the head off and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's where I'm at, and uh, where are you guys at? 
I'm very excited to hear that you're that far along. And and Josh, you may have already thought of this, but don't forget about the other crap that's in there with the uh, the radiator, the blower motor, and the uh, condenser. I don't know if you're running an AC or not, but uh, change out that. Not uh, all- since I had some road debris come up and, and take out. Oh, that's right, the condenser. I've got a new condenser to go in uh, okay. as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're going to take that dash out, hell yeah. So that's great. Uh, you, you probably have a cooling system that you will freak out how well it's working compared to what, where it was before. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Oh, Tammy. yeah. I've got a, I've got a, a relay to, to replace too. But eh, yeah. 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 It'll be fun. You'll get it done. So, Tammy, what you got? Well, first, I'm going to move my mic here a second. I want to show you my new shirt. Uh oh. I hope there's no stains on it. It's root. One six. I got root one. Oh, you got one of those on. right on. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, I went for the black. The little logo is a, like kind of gray. But um, the other thing is, I somebody shared an article with me. Actually, one of the um, Eddie, one of the the Jamic video mm-hmm. um, guys. Anyway, I just wanted to read. If, this is a really great article. You guys should check it out. It'll be in our show notes um, when we post this podcast and it's also on my facebook page but this uh, um author this uh writer from autotrader.com he writes this big article about jeep wranglers and he says so i was thinking the other day about the jeep wrangler and i came to a conclusion the wrangler is an automaker's dream car every automaker wishes for a car like the jeep wrangler there is no better car to sell if you're an automaker than the jeep than the jeep wrangler and I think most other car companies would give anything to have a car like the Jeep Wrangler. And yet, there is only one Jeep Wrangler. He also Which says later talking the, about? The Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> uh, he also says later, I want you to think for quite a while about all the other cars on the market. And try to imagine one single vehicle with buyers who are more loyal than the people with Wranglers. Seriously, these people are obsessed they lift them and modify them, get four of them, take pictures with them, and drive them <laughs> everywhere and post on forums and start clubs. They'd buy a Jeep Wrangler if it looked like a wheeled tennis shoe. Nobody else like is like this with their cars. Do you think Toyota, Toyota Camry buyers are this loyal? Honda Pilot owners? Of course not. Anyway, it goes on and on. It's really funny and pretty accurate. Article. You know, I actually read a an article kind of similar if they were comparing automakers to cell phone manufacturers and they were saying if if all of the car makers out there were were, you know, just like cell phone makers, um, you know, who would they be like? And and uh Jeep uh was oh, voted wow. to be most like Apple. I thought it was an interesting read anyways. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh the uh, the Jeep Wrangler is kind of an iconic thing. I, I, I don't know why. I, I, maybe it's because it was World War II. Maybe it was because there was uh, it's a go anywhere vehicle. Uh, it's topless. I mean, it's a convertible, but you can have the big tires on it and lift it. Uh, which uh, I'm just I don't know. I guess uh, the uh, what was it? The Ford. Uh, I'm I'm brain farting. Uh, Model Ford. T. Yes, is back from your era. <laughs> we the, know the Ford. Uh, Ford came out with something of the Bronco. Remember the, yeah. the well, Ford Broncos in the oh, late yeah, the 60s? Bronco and the Bronco, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm well s- one of the things they said is the Wrangler hasn't really changed its look. Compared, you yeah, know, it doesn't really have an 80s look or a 90s I mean, look. Yeah, it's, I'm afraid that it's not going to stay that way, though. I'm, I'm No, especially starting next year. Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking. They will. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I hope they don't mess it up. So, uh, real quick, uh, I don't know if I have ever mentioned this before on the show, 
Uh, I have a, a running hot problem with my Jeep. Uh, you don't say. Really? <laughs> Since when? On the highway. <laughs> I had no idea. So I think I mentioned this a show or two uh, two back where I was... Uh, or 20 or 40. Seeing... <laughs> we're not counting. <laughs> but... Uh, we're, uh, I was seeing a little at a five to eight degree uh, temperature increase, and uh, I think it was last Thursday, a week ago, it hit two sixty. Actually, it was about two thirty five on the freeway. I got off the freeway, and uh, it, it immediately wanted to die when I was making a turn. So it was actually hotter than two thirty five, and uh, I, I, I got it down the road about another mile before I had to pull over and let it cool off. Uh, and then started it up and drove it home. Uh, anyway, uh, it looks like, I don't know. I don't like it whenever I can't find something that's a definite issue. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I, I got a pressure tester uh, that I've had for a while. got it from Amazon. And uh, I pressure tested the coolant system. And I noticed that there was a couple places that were just dripping and uh, the coolant. And I noticed that it was actually dripping or, or, or seeping from around the water pump. So I thought that was really strange. I uh, I tightened up the water pump, the four bolts on the water pump, and that little uh, little seeping went away. So it wasn't like the the weep hole or whatever that's called for uh, uh-huh. whenever the bearing goes out uh, where it drips from there. It was coming from around it. So uh, anyway, I went ahead and pulled that off. I think it was twenty five bucks from Amazon, free shipping. I uh, got a new, a new water pump and uh, just went ahead and swapped it out and uh, to you know because. It's possible that if the thing wasn't tight enough, that the gasket had been compromised, and there was no sense in tightening that thing up where I was already there. I'd already removed the little pulley from the front of it. So um, put on the new water pump. Everything's back to normal. Very good. How, how low on coolant were you, would you say? That's, that's, that's the hard part to, to, to figure out. Uh, I didn't uh, do the whole filling thing because I didn't think it had... Uh, dropped a lot of the the coolant so i'm not exactly sure why it got up to the 260 it could have been that it was just low from all the dripping and weeping that it had been uh, been doing uh now uh when i did after it uh, overheated and i took it home and let it sit i filled up the overflow bottle and it sucked that dry and i still had to add probably half a gallon or what whatever the size is it a gallon that the antifreeze comes in yeah, usually about a gallon. Jug. So, so maybe a half gallon to the radiator. So it was pretty low. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, it shouldn't take you know too terribly much to start noticing you know a little bit of a difference. I mean, obviously, if you're a couple cups low on on coolant, yeah, it's not going to be the biggest you know deal in the world. But yeah, if you're a gallon or two low, and you got you know a, a system that is not staying pressurized, and that means you very well could be introducing air bubbles into the system, and that means that you're not getting coolant into places that you should, and mm-hmm. well, possibly some other issues as well. So yeah, they definitely. Uh, uh, that's this is where we talk about you know good visual inspection, right? Because uh, you know Tony wouldn't have seen that stuff unless he had gone around, and started looking at it, and, and testing for it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend the the pressurized tester uh, coolant system tester because. Uh, that way with the engine cold, you can pressurize that, pressurize that thing, that system up to 16 PSI and you can listen for any drips and you can look for any drips. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, that was a great thing. And then, you know, I've had that thing for a while. I hadn't used it. And I, I finally broke that thing out. It was a great tool. Another diagnostics tool. Hey, Tammy, don't you have some, uh, last minute, uh, information about the, uh, Jamic? Yeah. Exciting news. The winner of the Jamic lives really close to me and he works oh wow um really close to me so we're gonna try to hook up and i'm gonna hand deliver the jamic and 
We'll take some pictures and excellent. Maybe uh, get a video or two. We'll see um, how much time we have. We're going to probably try to meet um, during our lunch breaks. So I hope Bart understands that this Jamic only he only gets this if there's uh, some sort of uh, commentary on what he thinks of it. Some pictures of it, and he's got to oh, be you know laying on it. You know we have to do all these things, all this promo. Nothing's ever free, Bart. Nothing's ever free. <laughs> Speaking of nothing and being free, let's get over to Wheeling Ware. Yes, we're uh, going to talk about what events are coming up in your woods and around the nation. Uh, well, now you guys have heard of Girls Gone Wild, right? Well, now there's Trucks Gone Wild, hood Woo! racing, tailgate dropping, chrome showing hotness, all in the glorious <laughs> name of mud. Trucks Gone Wild at the Georgia Mud Fest, April 7th through the 9th at Moultrie, Georgia. Uh, just for more information, head over to trucksgonewild.com. And hey, guys, they've got a lot, no less than 15 of these scheduled throughout the year and around the country. So, and it looks to be one hell of a party. So, if you got one coming near you, definitely want to check it out. I also got the 13th uh, annual Tennessee Mountain Mud uh, Mountains Jeep Jamboree coming up April 26th through the 29th, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Uh, the Tennessee Mountains Jeep Jamboree offers three full days of off road adventure. No other jamboree in the schedule offers you three days of trail riding. The Mountain Vistas create a dynamic backdrop for the scenic Tennessee Mountain Jeep Jamboree. Speaking of which, the Wind Rock Off-Road Park offers some of the best rock crawling opportunities in the country. Jeep Jamboree veterans and first-timers alike will enjoy the majestic scenery on the nearly 72,000 acres of off-road bliss. For this one, guys, tow points and CB radios are mandatory. For more information, head over to jeepersjamboree.com. We also have the Bandlands Off-Road Adventures presenting the Winching Clinic, April 29th in Mojave, California. Uh, this is a hands-on class, guys. If you do not have a winch on your vehicle, well, you'll be paired up with another student who does. This class goes in great detail about safety-related issues, basic operation of the winches, simple and complex riggings, stuck assessment, winch capability, and minimizing environmental impact. If you are considering installing a winch on your vehicle or already have one but need uh, training on how to learn how to get the best from it and do it safely, well, you need to take this class. It's all happening April 29th. For more information, head over to 4 x 4 training.com that's four by four training.com tammy you need a winch that's on my list my of next things i'm gonna buy as a matter of fact <laughs> hey if you're watching this on youtube we want you to know the jeep talk show is also available in audio only format great to listen to while commuting or while working on your jeep subscribe via itunes tune in google play or iHeartRadio, and uh, now you can actually download the uh, app the google app for the Jeep Talk Show and just listen to it straight on your phone. And uh, we got one coming for iOS very, very soon. If not this week, maybe next. Anyway, uh, you can uh, subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, well, you can do so by going to the JeepTalkShow.com website and clicking on the PayPal button to subscribe annually, starting at just $12 or select the other button for a one-time donation. We do this show because we enjoy doing it, guys, and it's free. No financial support is ever necessary, but it's always appreciated. And hey, all you iTunes users out there, are you tired of waiting up to four hours, four days, excuse me, for Apple to post your favorite show? Well, the easiest and best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe. And once you subscribe to the Jeep Talk Show, you'll automatically get all the latest content and up to four days sooner than everybody else. So just go to iTunes, find the Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button. 
And hey, speaking of uh, hitting those buttons, guys, remember, remind, uh, remember about our apps, guys. Over at the Google Play Store, we already have our Android app up and ready. You can download it. It is free, and it's the best way that you guys can get our show instantly on your smartphone. And like Tony said just a little bit ago, our iOS version is in development as we speak and should be out for you Apple users here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll let you know as soon as that hits. Yep. Hey, join the Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the part of the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. And don't forget, folks, you can get even more Jeep Talk with Tony and Tammy every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. It's a new live call-in show where it's all about you and your Jeep. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Let's learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our public trails and lands open for off-road use. Head over to www.treadlightly.org. Hey, folks, and don't forget to follow me over on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And hey, if you'd like a voice for your product or business, by all means, hit me up over at thevoiceofjosh.com. Hey, don't forget to follow the Jeep Talk Show on Twitter at Jeep Talk Show, uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show, YouTube, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We're everywhere, people. We're everywhere. Anyway, you guys have a great Jeep week. We'll see you Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central for the uh, uh, Jeep Talk call-in show. Taking over the world, Pinky. <laughs> Bye. Excellent. Huh. <laughs>